All right, good morning, everybody. This is Joe Renoro, and welcome back to the Rat Race Liberation Podcast. Another shortened episode this week. I've, I've got a busy schedule with my dog this week. I just dropped her off at the vet. She needs an update on her vaccines, and uh, she's been dealing with a little bit of a rash, so we wanted to get her checked out as well. So, quick episode here as I'm heading back into the office from the vet. I wanted to talk to you guys today about a concept that Russell... Brunson, uh, for those of you who find it necessary for me to say his first and last name after 10,000 mentions, he references this quote from uh, one of his mentors, Tony Robbins, quite often. And uh, I was just thinking about it the last week or two. It was really playing over and over again in my mind. So I wanted to share it with you guys and uh, and give you my take on it. And um, I don't know, hopefully it gets you thinking about it a little bit. So uh, Tony Robbins is pretty famous in a general sense, um, you know, most people around the world recognize him as a household name, but uh, he's really famous for a, a specific quote. <laughs> Not that this feeds into why he's famous, but uh, Tony Robbins is really famous for being accredited for his one of his more used quotes, which is uh, people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can accomplish in a decade. And, uh, you know, I might be paraphrasing it a little wrong, but that's the gist of it. So uh, people as a whole tend to overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in a decade. And as I said, I've been I've been pondering this a lot over the last couple of weeks and it's really stuck with me. And it's a really powerful concept to understand, especially if you're just like me or a couple steps behind me or even a couple of steps ahead of me where uh, you really just, in the grand scheme of things, just embarked on this whole journey out of the e-sector or you know maybe some, some usage of the e-sector, but trying to move from the left side to the right side of the cash flow quadrant um, you know, on this journey, if it's entrepreneurship, if it's just um, investing in its own right or whatever the case may be. Uh, but it's, man, it, it's a powerful statement because... Uh, you know, as human beings, and I think you see it in, in tons of everyday examples that most of us would understand if it's being referenced, you know, um, look at, you know, take a look at New Year's resolutions, right? Um, how many New Year's resolutions are uh, created at the end of December for the upcoming year in the most stereotypical one possible, the gym, you know, people all over set insane goals for themselves you know they haven't worked out in 10 years and all of a sudden they're going to buy a gym membership and they're going to lose 80 pounds and you know in the first five months of winter or you know winter into spring and they're going to be beach bod ready by summer uh, or you know they're going to enter fitness competitions or whatever the case may be i'm sure every single one of you can find somebody in your life who knows either themselves personally or they know somebody who's gone down this path before and wasted a, a, a few dollars at a gym membership because they didn't follow through on it, whatever the case may be. But regardless of following through or not, the, uh, the main point of that is if you hear the words that I'm using, it's that people love to get excited emotionally about these tasks, these goals, these ideas that they have. And, uh, and, and tend to overestimate what's possible and then get dejected by them when, when they don't hit those goals because 
maybe they didn't do enough due diligence up front or they let too much of the emotional side of things play out without really latching on to anything logically. You know, if, if you, especially if you're over the age of 30, and, uh, and I can speak from a little bit of experience in this case, I'm only four years over 30, but uh, you know, I do have some experience in it. If you're over the age of 30 and you haven't worked out in a decade, and your plan is to go to the gym and in seven months you're going to lose 80 pounds and be comfortable in a swimsuit. I got to tell you, unless you're like the top 2% of humanity, more than likely you're going to be disappointed. Uh, or, you know, if, if you've already made your millions and you don't have to do anything, you've got completely passive income and you have, you know, 100% free time every day to wake up and do what you want to do and bring in personal trainers and all that stuff. That's amazing. Good for you. And I'm not crapping on anybody's idea or picking on people, you know, in the, the weight loss sector of things. I'm just, it's a really easy example to latch onto because you see it all the time. And it's, I mean, it's so common. It's in our everyday, you know, media and, and there's jokes about it in society. You know, it's a really, really iconic reference to, uh, to new year's resolutions and, and, and bad new year's resolutions that don't get held up or, or seen through. So, you know, the, the chances of you in five months turning yourself from zero to a completely new person when you haven't put in any prior work in an extremely exorbitant amount of time, the odds of you accomplishing that are slim to none. And, and the, the same can be seen in the business world. You know, uh, people get fed up with their jobs. They, they get fed up with their bosses at their jobs. Uh, and, and they want to see some sort of change in their in their day to day life, and they think, you know, I can do this better than them, or I can, uh, you know, I, I'm smarter than this person. Uh, there's no reason why I can't be the one running this, uh, you know, a business this way. Um, you know, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to start a business. And it'll be really easy. I, I've worked in this business for, you know, X amount of months, years, whatever. Um, I, I've seen how everything transpires. I, I, there's no reason why I can't start off this business and be successful at it. And while that basic beginning idea is fine in terms of the emotional value you can get out of it, if it's truly what you want to do and it's going to bring you happiness, um, that's phenomenal. But it should be backed by the logical sections of your brain that come into it after the fact. You need emotion in this, but it also needs to tie in with logic. There, there's a lot of statistics out there for people starting new businesses. Nine out of 10 fail in the first five years. And out of those, not out of those uh, 1%, or sorry, 10% that make it, you know, uh, one out of 10, of those that make it, they'll fail in the next five years. And I might be misquoting that. It might be in the first 10 years and then the next five years, but whatever the case may be, the statistics say it's extremely hard to get a business up off the ground and, and make it a successful one. So if you're going into something like this, just raw emotion, you haven't done the research, you haven't done the planning and understanding that need to go along with it, the logical side of things, you're probably going to be pretty disappointed at the end of a, a year when you sit back and, and you're not a millionaire yet, or your business is struggling, or even if it's not struggling, 
But like a lot of startup businesses, you can't take a paycheck from it in the first year. You can't turn a profit from it in the first year. Just because a business doesn't turn a profit in the first year doesn't mean that it's a failure. But uh, you know, you need to understand the business that you're going into, that you're starting, and you need to have goals, and you need to have realistic goals and expectations based upon the industry, the market, and a whole slew of other factors that if you don't do the due diligence of and, and, and rely on the logic side of things as well to, to complement your emotional want and fire to do this thing, you could end up being really disappointed and, and worse off putting yourself in a worse financial situation than when you started. And on the other side of things, right to the point of, of Tony's statement, how many of us actually sit back and think about the next 10 years? Everybody's so focused on the next week, the next month, the next six months, at the end of this year, how many of us truly sit down and map out a five or a 10 year plan? And I think that you would see if, most, if more of us took the time to sit down and map out that five or 10 year plan, you'd probably see those statistics as a whole for how many startup businesses make it go up. Uh, in overall percentage for those that make it because that type of of intricate planning that goes into trying to determine all the pitfalls and the sidesteps and the, the nuances and all of the different things that could go into um, making your business either a successful one or, or you know determining whether or not you're going to close the doors goes into a whole lot of research and planning. And if you do your due diligence up front, and you plan the best that you can for five, 10, 15 years down the road. I mean, if you go into a business idea and venture with a 15 year plan versus a one year plan, what do you think the odds are of who's gonna be more successful, even if they're in the exact same industry, which if we're talking comparisons is probably a better comparison, but you have two individuals, same exact industry, they wanna start similar business models for, one person goes through the trouble of upfront trying to plan out 15 years worth of business plans and pitfalls and, and uh, uh, money situations, um, all of that stuff. And the other person goes into it with a year plan. Which one of those two do you think is a greater success of succeeding long term? Um, it's not rocket science in that sense. So, And going back to the emotional side of things, how do we manage our emotional state when we don't hit all of the goals that we set for ourselves in that first how do we hold ourselves accountable to the goals that we've set even if we don't accomplish them in the first year without completely letting ourselves off the hook how do we how do we work through all of those plans and goals that we have for our businesses uh, in a logical fashion without doing it too much to the point where we're letting ourselves off the hook, if that makes sense. So, um, you know, in a, in a micro example, you know, if I set a goal for X amount of listings for my eBay store uh, by the end of the year and I don't hit that goal, you know, how much of that was because it wasn't planned out logically in a sense that, you know, it wasn't a goal that was set that could feasibly be hit in a year or how much of it was I didn't put enough attention towards obtaining my goal um, and, and, you know, rolling that into now my five-year and my 10-year plan, how do I go about restructuring it so that 
it logically lines up with goals that can be accomplished uh, while still not becoming this unobtainable thing and simultaneously not letting myself off the hook, not setting too low of a goal or, or not setting a manageable goal and then not managing it correctly. And, you know, I could go on for this for another hour because the statement is a very wide ranging statement. We overestimate what we can do in a year and we underestimate what we can do in a decade. Uh, and there's so many different, different facets to that statement, um, professionally and personally in your life year in and year out. But it, it's just, it's been, it's been in my mind the last, the last week plus is really why it's coming up in this podcast right now. And I'm wondering what you guys are thinking about it as well. Do you give thought to the next five or 10 years? And if you do give thought to the next five or 10 years, are you putting things into writing? Are you, are you putting actions and plans in place um, more so than just thoughts? You know, are you setting smart goals for your businesses and, and whether it's your personal life as well, because your business and your personal life are going to play off one another. Uh, are you setting smart goals for your, for yourself professionally and personally to allow yourself to accomplish goals five and 10 years down the road? Are you looking at a big enough picture for your business or are you just are you stuck in some tunnel vision where you're only focused on the next year? So um, just just something to put out there for you guys to think about as you work through the week. You know, keep this in mind and, and maybe if you have had tunnel vision or if you're being too hard on yourself for what hasn't gotten done in the last year, just remind yourselves that, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you are not on a path for instant riches and fame. This is not what this podcast is about. This is a long overarching journey to move out of the rat race uh, and achieve financial freedom and independence. And it's to do it in what I'm considering the right way, which is no shortcuts, no cheats. It's uh, acquiring enough financial information to build your financial IQ to a high enough level where you can use that IQ to get yourself up out of the rat race and achieve financial freedom for your family. So if you're not thinking about the long play here, you're probably not doing it right. My personal opinion on that one, but um, you know, hey, that's what you're here for, right? This is, <laughs> this is my personal journey and my take on it. So I'm gonna leave you guys with that today. Think that one over. And, uh, and if you have been stuck with tunnel vision, maybe it's time to start making some changes in the way you're assessing your day-to-day uh, -day business operations. So thanks so much, guys, and I'll check in with you all tomorrow.